The following actual play recording is rated E for edgy and contains discussions of violence, sexual themes, potentially discriminatory language, occultism, blasphemy, and the Australian accent. Please be advised. You are the monster. You are performing the ritual. You are upsetting the status quo. Welcome back, listeners. So now that this little experiment of ours has, well, at least the first stage is concluded, uh, let's talk about what we have here so far. Now, our uh, test subjects here have put together a very interesting little corkboard here, and I'm definitely thinking that there's plenty of good stuff that Torm can do with this when he's actually running further experiments. The The key thing that's sticking out to me here is a couple particular absences, actually. Yes, I also noticed that, um, but I think I can tie that in. Two big ones are, one, who this friend is that drew the cabal together, or rather, who they were, and two, who's the wizard that killed them? That is true. That's what I've been thinking of. That yep. didn't get added to the corkboard at all. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I have been kind of put into a position of uh, defining both of these, really. Yep. Um, I probably won't put too much definition on the friend, but the antagonist is definitely going to be all me, I think, based on what's here. I think you should try to put some definition into the friend, actually, because it is sort of like... I'll make them name him. Name him or her. Hmm. Well, so, like, that's kind of the thing here is that we have no idea what all these player characters' connection to this person is. So there needs to be some way during the game proper where they can define that. One thing I could do is to simply assume that the the relationship they have with the Cabal was a relationship that they had with the person that died. Hmm. Because See, right now we've got... Conscience and Top Hat both have responsibility for the Cabal. And if I said, that, if I just described it as, well, you feel responsible in some way for the death of this friend, um, that affects how they like approach the situation. While Melon had Mentor and Burning Heron had Guru, which is also a different way to sort of define it, to figure out their relationship with the dead friend. But during the corkboarding process proper, they seem to be more talking about those relationships in terms of the the group itself rather than mm. this particular friend. Now, let me throw an idea out here. So we don't really have this person defined very well. And I, I think there does need to be some detail put into this person. Maybe not a name, but like a title. The something right hmm. but Why a title it's ju it just one of those things that sticks with you i think like a, a name is just a name a lot of time most people's names at least speaking personally don't stick with me too heavily but you know the judge the refrigerator repairman i'm gonna call him him or her, because that's a, that in itself is a I, i'm gonna call him or her and i'm it could be a her if I go with what that's I'm thinking of doing. That's an important thing to define, because there's some sort of a... Well, I could make it a her, and this ties into with what I'm thinking of doing. I could just call her her your friend in the fridge. 
because right. this ties All into right. the whole idea of the women in refrigerators, All which right. is the trope of a hero being motivated by a dead girlfriend, usually a male hero being motivated by a dead female acquaintance or girlfriend or friend yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was described by Gail Simone, um, referring to an incident in Green Lantern where his girlfriend just gets stuffed in the fridge. Uh, so I mean, we just like, I've heard in. the term thrown around, but I didn't know the actual origins of it. So thank you for informing me on that. There's also, um, I like your friend in the fridge is like a reference to a, an Australian butter commercial. So right. <laughs> like, it's just because like, let's talk about your friend in the fridge. And that means I could like, that would suggest that they died in a refrigerator or a freezer or whatnot. Yeah, maybe the ritual in which they were killed did literally involve a fridge which they were inside for the duration of. And sure. maybe they're also a refrigerator repair woman, if you want to tie all that together. Yeah, yeah. that could work. If it was male, I was thinking about having um, a death by autoerotic association <laughs> within a walk-in freezer, which would be quite yeah, But how is the image. wizard to blame for that one? Or is that just a situation where the players refuse to accept this could have possibly been their friend accidentally killing themselves while beating off they're like no this wizard this wizard did it well this ties in with the cult because the cult is based in miracle video and what is the thing uh, from the from the setting lore that is most related to videotapes it's a naked goddess so if i make this a like a not the naked not the sect of the naked goddess per se but a slinter group Okay. Um, okay. That uh, well, basically, maybe I'm thinking of the idea of having this cult be a cult based around a copy of the Naked Goddess tape. Like it came from the fact that this guy maybe I'm thinking of kind of like a a fat Quentin Tarantino type character who get who has this miracle video store, this rental store that's kind of failing because it's the fucking 21st century. Yes. And but he loves his store. Encountering this tape, this mysterious tape, I'm thinking like it's like a black label tape. It has nothing on it, and he just plays it. And this just seeing the ascension of the naked goddess has that effect on him that makes him a cult leader and turns right. him into sort of like I'm thinking, imagining like a Ron Jeremy as a cult leader. I like no, I, I like the Tarantino angle of like sort of this just awkward guy. Yes, that has an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. Yes. And, you know, dialed down on the creep factor, like the Ron Jeremy factor a bit. But there does need to be a way that this guy has that sort of charisma to gather a cult of like-minded followers. And I think an interesting thing here is that if you look at the history of a lot of cult leaders, they're kind of dweebs. Like yeah. David Koresh comes to mind where he was this guy that wanted to be a rock star. He was an abandoned. He was actually a pretty good guitarist, apparently, and had, like, this wall of amps that he had, like, where in the room he did his sermons in. And he would, you know, sometimes preach from there, but other times he'd have all the Branch Davidians come into the room so he could just play with his band while they watched. <laughs> yep. Accruing the kind of crazy that makes you start a cult gives you that confidence that overcomes the. Yeah, he needs to be a like a. There mm. needs to be a bit of a dweeb, but he just has enough energy and confidence yeah. 
that yeah. he overcomes it. All right. I like that. I like this guy. And he is some sort of wizard. Do we want to make him be a pornomancer or some other sort? Or maybe he's a actually a videomancer, which is an anachronism in the 21st century. This is one of the problems I have with videomancy in general is the fact that videomancy doesn't actually have anything to do with videotapes. Well, then what if he isn't a movie buff, but he's a TV buff instead? It becomes like a conceptual drift because since it's set in Miracle Video, I want him to be more into videotapes than onto TV. Like if he has any kind of magic, I want it to be based on videotapes, which we did discuss options on that in our first episode. The options I'm thinking of for him are either if he's not a pornomancer, he could be a pornomancer, that might be easy. He's not going to be a fucking avatar of the naked goddess, although he could have like low-level avatars of the naked goddess in his cult. I think I probably will use that. Or he has some kind of videotape-related magical ability or supernatural identity. Or nothing at all. Or he doesn't have magic, but he leads other people to the magic. Something that I've used in the past in UA games is a mage who can trap people in videotapes. The fun thing there was that their life was just basically in spurts of an hour and a half. Oh, fuck. I got an idea. All right. Shoot. He... Oh, fuck. This whole cult starts because he traps someone in the Naked Goddess tape and they come out a fucking pornomancer. All right. Nice. I can do that. Or, or, yeah, like it was an accident. He was being a dick and he traps a woman, probably a young woman, uh, maybe someone who like was uh, refusing his advances because he's. No, no. It should be pettier than that. It should be pettier than that. How about she was like two months behind on returning some videotapes oh yes 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 that's great like oh yeah so he's okay maybe he's not even creepy it's uh like a, he's just normal level creepy but he's, he's weird dweebish but he's not petty. like he's not a sex weirdo well not until not yet yeah, not yet not at not the yet. start he didn't he didn't start as a sex weirdo and his sex weirdness is more related to the, his following of the naked goddess than anything internally generated yeah but like his like the this the way that his sexuality should manifest shouldn't be like sort of in the modern pornographic set no not even that it should be like there like say there's no actual porn section in his video store but there is like you know skinamax type stuff so like all of his sexuality is through the lens of sort of red shoe diaries type shit so like no actual sex there's never any actual sex. There is the only thing that's like allowable is all right, you can take your top off. That's like the height of eroticism. And then anything beyond that is like way too far. That's hard to do a pornomancy cult unless you do a clutch for it. Like, like well, but the, I mean, think about it. It's a softcore pornomancy cult, essentially. Yeah, no, I like that. A softcore pornomancy cult. <laughs> yes. No, I'm sure because let's say the naked goddess, she did some softcore. As well. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's, it's part of it. Or maybe she had a bit role in some, you know, like those kind of like poorly made, cheap, like sort of sex comedy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was when she w- was trying to break out of porn and into like yes. main acting roles. Yes. 
that and that means that if he's Fergie, he, like he's kind of he's not into the hardcore stuff. It's just not his way. Yeah. But they can get charges from recreating scenes from this just this silly sex, like yeah. where the point where the point of it is like oh like someone's stolen her top and her boobs are out that sort of thing. Like yeah, which is so, a lot easier, frankly. It's it's the sexuality of like a thirteen year old boy. Yes, you know? it's, exactly. It's, no, yes, perfect, exactly. All oh, right, that that that's what that. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Pie is what I'm thinking towards, right? A little bit more explicit than American yeah. Pie. Titties. Titties need to be out. But like yeah. American Pie if it was made in the 80s because they yeah. would have had titties yeah. in the in American yeah. Pie in the 80s. Okay, so softcore naked goddess cult and he's the leader. So I don't think we- he should have any magical powers. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. He's charismatic in a weird way. Very passionate. He's neurotic, and he just has this encyclopedic knowledge of film. He knows fucking everything about movies. So you know that that website that, like, basically lists nude scenes in movies? I do not know about this. It's, it's like, this goes back to, like, the early 2000s. When, gonna you know, be some people would be like really big on trying to find that one movie where a famous actress takes her top off. Oh, oh, right, scene, okay. right. There, there's like this. I forget the exact name of the website, but there's this one going back, like to I think 2001, maybe even like the late 90s, where it's just a basically like an IMDb dedicated to just that. I'm saying this guy could be running something like that. And that's sort of where he recruits from. So like you have all these like-minded people that are like, they reject like the modern explicit pornography, but they're like really, they're like porn snobs, but the height of erotica to them is like a sleazy 80s sex comedy. It's that combination of like sleaziness and goofiness. Yes. Of that kind of movie. And I think it's it's interesting because it kind of goes against different trends in pornography in the modern era when so much like modern pornography is much more explicit and also goes into these weird like ruts where certain themes become really popular like what's that 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 whole like oh my god you're a real estate agent how do i buy this house like or like (laughs) i'm paying rent like paying rent with sex because we live in such a fucking dystopian world it's become like a porn genre and on the other side you have movement towards like more uh like feminist porn feminist erotica less male gazy but porn still there's only a certain amount that you can pull the male it's a literal male gaze in a lot of sense right that's that's the it, 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 well, that's the point. It doesn't. But the, the, the idea is that you get yeah, you you make porn for other gazes as well. That's the idea. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 inclusive. But what we're talking about with this guy is, is he is against both of those trends because yes, his whole his goofy sleaziness is clearly aimed at the male gaze, but in a more juvenile way. Yeah. So it, it's put off by like you know if like you're a kid and you see some like some really hardcore porn by accident, it can fucking turn you off. It's like yeah. holy shit, that's fucking disgusting. So you prefer silly shit or like or like titillating in that dumb way, right? Yeah. Like I, I even remember this dream I had when I must have been eleven, and the, it was like one of these wet dreams. <laughs> Why am I talking about this online? <laughs> the, the whole point of it, like I just remember this scene where, like, like, and it's ridiculous because I'm fucking like an eleven year old, but there's all these sexy women in bikinis, like in a pool, and then something happens. It's like a chain reaction, and all their bikinis fall off one by one, and I'm just like, eh. And then I woke up. Oh, this is the level of erotica we're talking about it, it, here. There's this level of innocence to it in a way. Because like, yes, uh, exactly. uh, like, I don't think kids nowadays really experience that. I don't know about weird. that. 
I didn't well, know no, just because people are exposed to the internet at such an early age that it's like, all right, it's not like, all right, I need to sneak into my dad's room and steal one of his playboys. It's like, boobs. And then they go yeah. down a rabbit hole. But you do find some really goofy fucking like Rule 34 shit. Oh, yeah. Um, like that's the kind of that sort of has taken it because like and it gets weird and gross sometimes. But you'll find some like erotica, which is based on some cartoon or whatever. And it's got this tone of just it's just goofy in a way. And I think that so that still exists because I think like young people who are like learning their sexuality or whatnot, going on deviant art and getting titillated by. I don't know. I don't know who these well, characters it's much are. more directly explicit, I think. That's the key it thing. It depends. I think it depends. Some is, some isn't. Some is and some isn't. And I think this, but I do think that this do, to, like doves te, dovetails well with like this sort of small town New York thing with yeah. like a very Christian background where it's like, okay, sure. you have these older people and these people that are very Christian that have specifically not been exposed to that stuff in mm -hmm. a way that a lot of other people have. Yeah, But, you know, when they were young, that was what they were exposed to when they were first developing their sexuality. So that's still kind of the idiom that their sexuality yeah. is expressed through, right? It's not so much as hardcore and directly explicit. There's a bit of innocence to it in a way. I like this energy from this guy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? What's his, he should have a really well, fucking so the thing. We have We have his, like, neuroses and sort of, like, the general personality. What makes this guy intimidating and scary? Here we go with, like, a Quentin Tarantino type person he could be like like a director like a intimidating director type maybe it's not his magical powers but the fact that he's got magical powers at his command like he's got a cult of pornomancers and naked goddess avatars i think he should have some sort follow. of artifact that he has that like that that's his some, thing well he's got the naked goddess tape maybe it's different another videotape you know yeah like maybe that's sort of his thing he collects magic videotape oh, fucking, i know what to do he fucking wraps himself up in fucking film tape and does the Bruce Lee thing. It's the fists of Bruce Lee. <laughs> okay, nice. He knows fists of Bruce Lee. So he's also a extremely powerful kung fu master. Like when he's, yes. When he's wrapped in videotape. I mean, that's just tying in something because it's a videotape. I think it works, though. It kind of works. I mean, like, that, that could be fun in, like, a sort of, like, this is hilarious but also terrifying scene where like the players bust down the door to the video store and they just find him standing there wrapped in videotape and like what the fuck's yep. gonna have and they just get their asses kicked like yep. jumps at them with like a flying kick from like across the fucking store and just takes out one of them instantly you know what i'm gonna do this is pretty dumb I'm going to have, I'm going to write into the backstory of the naked goddess that sometime in like 1994 or 1993, she went to Hong Kong to star in a porn version of a Bruce Lee film. Sort of taking that role of the damsel in distress, yeah. but she's like the blonde American damsel in distress in like a, a really sleazy version that's only slightly, that's not really that close to the like I don't know what 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 particular Bruce Lee movie it should be, but that could tie that together. And yeah, I could definitely see this guy since we are kind of basing him on Quentin Tarantino having that encyclopedic knowledge of you softcore know, porn. Kung, no, not just softcore <laughs> porn, but also kung fu movies. Sure. Okay, but no, so, having a having a Quentin Tarantino softcore porn would be pretty funny too, yes. considering how much softcore porn like comes from Japan in like the eighties yeah, and stuff, yeah. and having that full knowledge of 
everything would be pretty interesting. So I do have this does give me a good idea for his like, you know, his second in command. That's like the more intimidating one. Mm -hmm. You know, that one Japanese nationalist terrorist on Mishima with the porn. No, who was a porn star. He looked like he was like a strong believer in Mishima stuff. I think it was like the 70s or 80s. He tried to crash a plane into the prime minister's house. And I he don't had know about some this. experience with porn. Uh, I do. I will. I, I will name. say that, like that combination of porn star and terrorist is just like a UA character's identities. All right. I'm searching for porn star terrorist, and I'm not getting the right thing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Likewise. I'm just getting echoes about Mia Khalifa being threatened by ISIS, <laughs> which is which is terrible. <laughs> Leave Mia Khalifa alone. But yeah, porn star and terrorist is a good one. Um. So yeah, we we so this guy has an encyclopedic knowledge of film and has like leveraged that into he has a few very magically powerful videotapes. I kind of would rather have his second in command be a woman, uh, either a pornomancer yeah. or a naked goddess avatar. Um, All right. I think right. it's a more interesting dynamic for a cult. You often have that where you have like in cults you have like the the male figurehead and. Yeah. Um, well, even um, uh, what's his name? Um, Melon was talking about this with um, the Rajneesh cult. How it was yeah. a bit like that. No, it was him and his uh, wife. The other one that comes to mind is um, that UFO cult where they all killed themselves. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, there was specifically two figureheads: a man and a woman. I do remember that specifically. If he put someone into the Naked Goddess tape because of fucking late fees, that should be her. Yeah. She should be the yes. second in command. She came out very different. So, so uh, yeah, what's their relationship like? now and what's she like now what was, she, what was she like before well she would have seen an ascension the witness an ascension yeah. Yeah. basically so she came out really different like maybe she was kind of like um maybe she was kind of struggling or maybe she was young at the time maybe, maybe this happened like a few years ago and she was so, sort yeah. of young and aimless and just like forgot about these videotapes or maybe she was doing it deliberately to be a dick like not to return them on time i definitely think that she should come out of that naked goddess tape like with a well new... there specifically needs to be a motivation for her to still be going to a vhs store and this era in this year i think maybe she could be like a sort of person who was like he just interested in movies like uh, in the same way quentin tarantino was and this guy wasn't accepting her not because she was female um yeah. but it wasn't like it wasn't overly sexual it wasn't being a sexual creep stuff but it was more like dismissive like gatekeepery yeah. Um, and so she was a dick about it, like, like not returning the videotapes on time. And like they had a bit of a conflict and he decided to punish her by putting her in this tape. Maybe he wanted to, he, maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was like some Kung Fu movie that he was going to put her in just to freak her out, but accidentally put her in the Naked Goddess tape. And she comes out way different, like having had a mystical So experience. he has some artifact or something that allows him to put people into movies. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think so. Um, That's an interesting artifact right there. What is this thing exactly? Where did it come from? How long has he had it? And why hasn't he been using this for far more lucrative things than just, you know, I can fuck people up by putting them into a life or death situation? I think like one of his main identities will be petty. 
<laughs> so I think that's, yeah. that's that's what he does. Like he could be doing way better shit with this, like, but he's not. I like the idea that this guy just fundamentally isn't very imaginative. Yeah. He's just kind of like. You know, he'll spend time going into movies sometimes, but I think he enjoys movies more from that outside perspective. That's one of the reasons why he was resistant. It wasn't just because she was female and younger. It was also because she was a bit more imaginative, more interesting, and he was threatened by her. But now that she's had a mystical experience, um, well, she comes out as like a devotee of the naked goddess. So yeah, what is she like now then? I kind of want to like just have her be loosely def- i don't know i need to like like simply define she is an avatar right yes so how far is or, she on or, her avatar or, path? or a pornomancer or a pornomancer but if she is an avatar how far should she be on that path she should be pretty powerful pornomancer like 60 70 yeah but this does mean that she is pretty close to being like the naked goddess right yes there's an interesting thing there i think which is all right who did she used to be and how does that still come through despite yeah. the guys that she puts on as the naked guys? Yeah. I kind of feel like the, the person that she used to be, uh, which is why she was hanging around this like video store with this shitty guy, is that she was like trying to find connection. Like she's like, girl, like what's that movie where there's those two girls who are best friends and they always go and harass fucking Steve Buscemi in his house? Oh, even Ghost World. Like an old man. Yes, it's kind of like a ghost world if she didn't have a best friend. Okay, so she she's she, did this all happen when she was pretty fucking young then, maybe. Yeah. So, like, fuck. I mean, like, that that's twisted yeah. of itself. Like, if this happened to her when she was, like, 17. It's yeah, just but been... it was a mistake. It was a yeah, mistake. Yeah, but it means since then she's from 17 onwards as part of this, like, ritualistic act. She's essentially been turning herself into a sex object. Exactly. So, all right. So she, so she was just kind of this not like lonely goth and nerdy chick that has been essentially ritualistically bimboifying herself. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it's it's so no It makes sense within that fucked up framework. I definitely want it to be like something. It's not something that he planned to do. It's something that no, happened no. as a result of his incompetence. Wrong place, wrong time, and he wanted to do a petty slight. We can tie the pettiness into the death of the friend in this way, All right. because I, the the death of the friend has to be somehow linked with this guy's pettiness. I do agree there, but I think we need to establish what has sort of happened between the incident of the videotape happening and this guy forming a cult around himself. Because mm. there needs to be something that gives him this degree of conviction that yeah. he can draw these followers. Maybe he went in after her. So here's an idea that I have, right? And this ties in with a lot of the shit I've seen in this corkboard, right? A lot of the themes I'm seeing on the corkboard, there's a lot of very Christian shit, right? Like I can what? get in. The, I can get into that later. I can get into that later. Okay. So Gigi Allen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. You know, this is sort of like a cargo naked goddess cult. They aren't actually connected with the original in any way. And I want to have that as a possible um, milestone: is to fuck him up, is to tell on him, go to Chicago and tell on him, or like let them like find out that the sect of the naked goddess exists and tell them about this weird schismatic cult. Or That's in like a in character sense, uh, sorry, in an out of character sense, find out that these guys aren't part of the broader cult. Well, that, that's the problem is like these these guys aren't going to know about the naked goddess cult. No, but uh, the, char- the the players will. I think some of the players will. That's the truth. Why? Of it. I don't know about that. Uh, I know Melon's used the naked goddess tape in some of his stuff before. That's true. 
So, and I think Heron's read it. I think Tom's read into some of the lore bit. So I get, you can have that in there, but that solution should be less. They find out about the naked goddess cult and more. They find out that these guys aren't actually part of the larger naked goddess cult hierarchy. But what I'm getting at is that, so you have this sort of small town Christianity thing going on, right? Uh What if this naked goddess cult is kind of Christianized and they think that they're like worshiping some, they're like what they saw was like some miracle, like Magdalenic miracle or something. So that's ties in why how all this stuff is sort of through a softcore Mm -hmm. pornographic lens. That's what they think a horror is. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know if I want to make it explicitly Christian because it seems like you could make it um, thematically Christian without necessarily having the Christian elements like the naked goddess as a martyr or suffering for our sins sort of thing. Because the fact that the naked goddess, like, because she was in the fucking porn industry in the 90s, it's porn industry's pretty shitty now. No, that's definitely, that can definitely be. Like even yeah, again, even now it can definitely be contextualized as an act of martyrdom in one sense. So she's been nailed to the cross. God fucking damn it! I'd rather make it. I don't know if I want to make it explicitly Christian, but I could, I guess. And again, because that's up to you. Got... That's up to you. We're we're just spitballing ideas. I here. think that's what it steps on because conscience has Jesus. It's a very unorthodox school of Christianity. So I, I like you know sort of the way that you'll see like a lot of. Catholic Church is very heavily emphasizing Mary, Mother of Christ. They're yeah. emphasizing Mary, Lover of Christ, or something. So they're like taking that. Like we can say that this Mary cult started in like the early two thousands, right after the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. So they're kind of bringing in like this holy blood, holy grail shit, thinking like, oh, I, that's I, that's how the shit works, even though it's not. I don't know. I think Lee, I prefer the naked goddess to stand on our own two feet okay, in a way. Okay. I do think that it might be interesting to steal some ideas because this is talking we're talking about like New York State and there's a lot of history of like in yeah. um what's the word for it? Like the, the religious revival of like nineteenth century weird sort of Christian sex cults and stuff or like yeah. Christian movements. I could tie some of that stuff in. Like it's not Christian in the iconography or anything. It's all naked goddess centered, but some of the way they act is similar to you you, you need a convincing cults. way that this cult has brought all these followers in i think that's the key thing here yeah and you know putting it in a christian medium is kind of a shortcut to that in certain ways but you don't need it yeah well you could do it how like if we have this second in command this girl that completely changed like there's that whole um idea of i could play on the idea of like the girl who takes off her glasses and suddenly she's like hot and everyone likes her that sort of thing i can't remember the name of the trope it's basically that and she was able to accrue a cult i like this a lot and we could say that could be done like in a ritualistic way like sort of their baptism ritual is they dress up a woman like that they play some late 80s early 90s soft rock in the background they have her descend a staircase in a prom dress with her hair done up and stuff Yes. And, yeah. And That's then great. that gives you that ritual gives you the avatar naked goddess identity at like ten. I can imagine a scene. Maybe this only happened once and it could be found out through like memories or whatnot, but like her taking the mean girls from high school and putting them into the naked goddess tape and they come out like as fucked up as she is. So This is kind of ritualistic bimbofication. But the the naked goddess, I don't think she's not the avatar of the bimbo. No, 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 no. Uh, but, but like, she is, is described as having like bleach blonde hair and such, I believe, right? It's not quite 
It's the imagery, less so necessarily. Yeah. Okay, the, this is you know a ditzy blonde. Like the description of the naked goddess. No, the fact she, that she always feels canny. Like she's always hiding something. Like she's yep. closer she's to got... like a femme fatale or something like that. She's an interesting combination of things. She sort of feels like. Well, I have the, the way... whole point with her is that she's a cipher that can take on these porn roles as needed. So yeah, how th- that's the key thing. How do they actually get their cult together? I think it should be her, the second in command. Um, and All right, she just, but then why is there so much emphasis? on this guy why is he sort of the david koresh of uh, the soft core naked goddess cult maybe he takes the role of he's the director he, he's always wanted to be a director he's always wanted to make mm-hmm. movies but he sucks he's got a whole bunch of um movie making equipment so they're gonna need that shit i don't think he should suck i think he should be incredibly skilled at, at, at exactly what they want incredibly <laughs> skilled at imitating this very specific era of stock he's pornography. He's, he's, exactly, he's, he's extremely derivative, but he's incredibly technically skilled at imitating this thing that is arguably not worth imitating to begin with. Yes. And maybe the thing is, like, he hasn't, he hasn't gone through the tape. They are all kind of fucked up because they have had a direct mystical contact or at least been affected by a ritual. Yeah. Well, he hasn't, and that allows him to sort of position himself into this position of authority. Yeah. And they don't really care. They're going to let him play cult leader and enjoy being a cult leader as long as the worship of the naked goddess continues. They don't mind. He's a means to an end. I think there should be, I mean, like on the higher level, sure, but I think there should definitely be an interesting uh, thing to confront the players with. Their goal is killing this guy. But then partway through, you pull the twist of, okay, this isn't the guy pulling the string. Remember, humiliating him is the goal. They find out that he's not really the one pulling the strings from the yeah. sound of things. That can be tricky because they're, especially in the span of something this short. If they figure that out fairly quickly, like finding that out should probably maybe be a milestone or something. But I'm thinking that if they can convince the second in command to take over or just dump him, that's his humiliation. Yeah. Like maybe... Once they figure that out, like that's the way that like they want him to lose everything he cares about, and what he cares about is being like the the cult leader slash director for this yeah. sex cult that he's not really in control of. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I think that, I think that that works pretty well. As that yeah. means that I can, it's relatively easy like, in terms of I can have. He's the director. He's really fucking petty, derivative, and all that. I've got his idea. She's more mysterious. Should she be a naked goddess or should she be a pornomancer? I like the I, I like this sort of like the ghost world comparison you had there. But mm-hmm. you do like you, you're during the game. You do need to characterize her in such a way that a, a bit of the person she used to be bleeds through once in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there needs to be that core of you know she she's a lonely like a, a I want to say nerdy 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 chick but like i'm trying to think of uh, how to do this in a way that isn't cliche riddled i'm looking at the naked goddess avatar channels at the moment yeah. and the 51 to 70 percent one is called presumption and avatar is seen at all times as the ideals and fetishes that her observers have rather than who she is yeah. no role is required for this but choosing to resist this illusion is a self for chick so maybe like i could give the opportunity to for the players to if they resist the illusion um they see a girl much more like the the ghost world chick uh maybe somewhat 
you know, it, it's part of her old personality. Like, if by looking through the illusion, they see part of what this girl was and still is somewhere in her soul. But the thing that's sticking with me here is, again, I think they're just like, you know, you know, lonely, nerdy girl being beneath all this layers of artifice. There's a bit of a cliche there. So I think that you can do something more interesting mm-hmm. with that. I'm trying this to. This is a short campaign, though, here. man. I, I sometimes I know, you have to lean into the cliches. I know, I know, but I can't help. But I'm all about subverting tropes, but I'm like, oh, come on, I'll think about this. Yeah. And the, the thing that immediately comes to mind is there's no reason that she, she necessarily has to have been a woman when she went into the tape. Ah, uh, yeah. That is another ring. That's fine. That, that makes but that, sense. That, like, that opens a bit of a can of worms. Yeah. It has a conceptual can of worms. Thematically and yeah. otherwise. Um, hmm. I think instead of having her be like, you know, sort of like a nerdy, like a, you know, like a nerdy teenager, maybe she's more of like. Well, she was like a nerdy teenager, but she's not anymore. Yeah, it's like, it's going to be years but, later. Yeah. Something closer to the. Um, the one I hear th- get thrown around a lot is like the horse girl. Oh yeah, which yeah, yeah. arguably is a different flavor of nerd, mm-hmm. but I think it's discreet from like, oh, they're really into science fiction or movies or whatever. And by horse it's girl, you mean horse cox? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, so uh, okay, we got the. So we have this guy that's in the director role, and maybe the whole thing's ritualized. Yes. Um, okay. I'm thinking that it's a small, it's a relatively small cabal, and he's older, and they're all roughly the same age because she. So they're all looking at this shit through like the 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 whole thing. I'm kind of getting from this is like their mystical power comes from utilizing media tropes relating to women. Yep. So that ties in with the fridge thing, mm-hmm. and maybe that whole fridge thing was sort of the highest punishment that the. Um, cult can give and like the, the, the whole ritual is like we're not intending to literally kill you it's more our way of saying that you're spiritually dead to us but then it actually turns into a murder on accident yeah okay maybe it was like a, a test also that yeah it could be some sort of hazing thing but I think I like the idea of this friend of theirs had been involved with the cult for a while that actually could be interesting because like if I'm going with the idea of like this girl she maybe like the friend in the fridge was pre was the ghost girl version of this girl's only real friend back in the day. All right. Um, All right. And she. Okay. I thought you were going with a different angle of this. I thought you were saying that she was killing the past version of herself. Oh, no. Nah, well, like a, a, a girl that reminded her of her or just literally? Oh, no, no, like literally like uh, I, I'm killing my former identity by fridging them uh, in a religious, ritualistic manner. That's a good it's idea, a bit, for a, much, but not for this. I know. I think I like the idea of the friend being in the same year or the same age or something. Well, I think one of the key things with this friend is we, we kind of need to think of how all these different player characters have tied into her. Like That's where we need to start with, I think. So I have another idea for that, actually. Yep. What if... Like, because their relationship isn't defined mm-hmm. really. But what if during gameplay there's a way that, like, you include some sort of mechanic like flip flops or reroll or whatever, where they can define their relationship with this friend in exchange for some sort of bonus? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And like they have to come up with a memory that they have with this person. And that allows them to sort of This is something I should have done during establish. the talkboarding, but it's okay to do it at this point at this in the first in the second session, I guess. Well that or at the very beginning of the first session you ask them to like give a vignette from their relationship. What I fear about this is if they throw me some curveball that's hard to att- in, like um, to wrap into what I've already got planned here. Well, it might just be good to talk to them individually and be like... No, to, I, I, to, I sort of want to like present them with something about the friend in the fridge before I uh, yeah. ask them, give me a memory about this person. Well, yeah, yeah. So you, you should do what, that you know first what, you know thing, what? I think. I'm going to have it... I'm going to take Melon's idea and have it set at the fucking funeral and each of them yeah. is going to go up and tell a fucking memory to all the people. All right. So, like, they'll go into sort of, hmm. So, how's the way, like, so you, like, the opening should be, like, the priest giving the yeah. eulogy and, like, you know, giving the best version of this woman as seen by her family and friends. I wonder if the priest should and it be seems the... Like from the sound of things, from the sound of things, she's touched a lot of people's yeah. lives because this is a pretty disparate group of player characters. Yes. I'm thinking the crowd at the funeral is going to have a lot of, like, local... Uh, I, I think the captain's going to be there. I think the right. bag hag's going to be there. Or actually, I'm thinking the captain might be there. What I'm thinking about doing is going from funeral to wake, and the wake is at the getting head bar. Right. And I want, like, I want to have uh, the bag hag and Gigi Allen both at the bar. Maybe having they're going to have a fight or whatever. But I want to because I was reading about Gigi Allen how he liked to shit on stage, and I think having him shit on stage in a, during uh, a we can go into Gigi <laughs> Allen because that's a yes. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. I'm thinking about starting that way, and that would be a perfect opportunity to have them, like, to have it just naturalistically in a way say, at the funeral, you're going to step up and share a memory about your friend in the fridge. Uh, what is it? So, yeah, they're at the wake at the Genhead Bar. Yeah. One thing I, w- I do want to talk about is the fact that I forgot to work out, um, like, any kind of path for their objective any kind of a uh, milestone yeah when you brought up milestones i was like yeah you kind of forgot to well, do you this. know what i want to try to do um i was thinking about how yeah. to deal with this and i think i want to try to make it a bug a uh, feature rather than a bug and how i do that yeah. is by having the first milestone be engaging with the session and making plans or like figuring shit out that they can do like if they yeah. if in the course of the first session they talk to a few npcs and such i'm going to give them a milestone to set them on their yeah. on their path to go and yeah that- and i like they're having it be focused around planning you're dealing with a tricky setup here and that you're sort of doing a ua take on it you all meet in a tavern well, you all meet at a funeral yeah you, you all meet at uh, the wake of a funeral in yeah. a bar i want to have the cultists at the funeral yes they, they should definitely have a presence yeah. there as well because you know these were their friends like and a lot of them probably feel fucking terrible about what happened and maybe i should have that come through but like they sort of like sort of blank faced i think that maybe do you think the the antagonist doesn't feel that terrible about it if you're going the tarantino thing i think you should just kind of be like uh, he, it, this guy strikes me as someone that's not very good at separating fiction no, and reality yeah. He he thinks it's like he did, he's not happy about it, but mostly because he thinks it was kind of bullshit that it happened. Or well, he thinks it kind of went against the plot of where the things were. What, what to how go, about this? So like, what happened is the guy's fault. Maybe he felt threatened yeah. by the friend somehow. The friend was 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 yeah. perhaps the friend 
seemed like if it's a she, it doesn't, seem like it doesn't matter if it's he or she, they were getting into a position where this guy, the so-called cult leader, was fearing that he would be replaced because he fulfills a role, a function for the cult, a practical role, being the director and also being in the being the one without magic, being without the one who isn't, who's able to uh, apprehend the mundane world better than the others because they're all fucked up from mystical experiences. But if but they don't really like him that much, maybe, or maybe he's becoming. A- I think they know. I think there should be that directorial sense of this, and like part of it is just they've like they've been. I don't want to say brainwashed, but like they've been touched in yeah. one way or yeah. another. They they think of the like. You can tell that the entire cult is kind of weird and that the way they sort of look at the... Le- they, they act like they're in a teen sex comedy, essentially. Yeah. Okay. That's a great but, idea, yeah. But then now... And it's exactly like a teen sex comedy because it's years later and they're now in their like late 20s, so they're like, they look like the actors in a teen sex comedy. Yeah. In a weird sense, the director seems like the most normal among yeah. them in a way, but like he's the guy with the vision, yeah. and I think there should be that sense of... You know, maybe some of the higher ups, mm-hmm. like the um, chick that he started this with, mm-hmm. or don't like him much. But I think like the rank and file should think of this guy as it's not a visionary. Be a huge cult. I'm thinking it's him, second in command, and the others. Like less than a dozen people are in this cult. That's what I'm thinking. Are you familiar with Alejandro Jodorowsky outside of like the Dune shit? Uh, I I I wear off him. A lot of his movies, and you know, they're like super surreal and shit. Yeah. But they're specifically designed to be rituals. Yes. They're like the filming itself mm-hmm. is a ritualistic act. Yes. And he got really far with this. Mm-hmm. Re- went really far with this in a lot of cases. When he was filming The Holy Mountain, he had all of his lead actors dropping acid for a good chunk of the filming. Um, the most heinous case is that during the filming of El Topo, there's a rape scene and he plays... Hodorowski plays the protagonist in that movie, and there's a rumor that he actually raped the other actress and filmed that for the scene. That sounds like something that could happen with a crazy enough fucking director, but it also sounds like something that I don't shit think, that people I, would I, say. I don't think something like that. I don't think so. Yes. That's it. It's, um, it's, it's exactly the, 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 Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Hodorowski is the one himself who said he did it and then walked back on, walked back on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I could believe either way, so, but it does sort of seem like but what I'm getting at with that. What I'm getting at is like, if this guy doesn't really understand the separation between uh, fiction and reality, he probably is articulating all this mystical shit in terms of we're making fiction real yeah. essentially. Right. Yeah. And the stronger the vision, the more real it becomes. And the fun thing about Jodorowsky is he's and like, I think basically the rest of the people should be kind of thinking of things in those terms. Cause the thing about Jodorowsky is that, he both has that cult leader charisma and that director charisma. And I think you can kind of have that with this guy too. Yeah. He should be a dweeb at heart, but you need to spend a bit of time with him for a while to get that. Well, maybe that's it. Like maybe he was kind of a dweeb and like this girl, she came out as a naked goddess uh, avatar, but she wanted to create some pornomancers and she sort of like, took over her school or whatever, like took all these people that hated her. She's indoctrinates them. And then she pulls this guy in to like start making these films um, to give charges to these new pornomancers. But the problem is he, because he's like such 
so wrapped up in like the soft core porn stuff or he knows so much about the minutia of productions that the naked goddess was involved with like bullshit that is not part of the occultness of it not part of the mysticism but is stuff that helps them and makes everything like yeah. all this shit that like inside baseball bullshit which and because he and they realize that he is like sort of a savant with this sort of stuff and then he ends up gaining their respect because they realize that they need him to really worship the goddess in the right way all right so like they're like okay this guy to He's a dork, but he does have a legitimately powerful mystic and otherwise creative vision. Yes. Yes. So what's this guy's relationship like with the original naked goddess avatar in the group? I think that they... By this point. By this point. I don't think... Yeah, they're not they're not in a relationship or anything like that. They're both in charge in different ways. She's like... I don't see this guy as having sex. I think no. he's had sex like a couple times. Like, yeah, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe. He, he definitely has a sexuality, mm. but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's jerking off to softcore. Yeah. Fundamentally. Yes. Right. I think that they have a symbiotic relationship for the most part. Um, yeah. I think, There's a bit of mutual respect, maybe. Yeah. I think that it's, it's sort of like the the whole Caesar versus Pope thing. Like he covers like yeah. the mundane sort of things, and she is much more mystical and much more in touch with the or well, she is an avatar, so she's in touch with the naked yeah. goddess. Yeah, I think that's a, that's the sort of relationship they have. Like it's a porn director with a porn star yeah. who has leverage. Well, I mean, you know, porn directors have a tendency of getting uh, directly involved, so to speak. So. More like auteur with Starlet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's not—it's not the sort of like relationship where he can do whatever. Again, he this wants. guy—he—he's not a sleaze ball. He's a dweeb. Yeah, he's a bit sleazy, but he's not a a whole sleaze ball. <laughs> As you give, considering the circumstances he's in, he could be Whoa. much sleazy. Yes, yes. But it just doesn't yeah. occur to him. Maybe no. He's he's happy with he's very happy with the situation. He's basically just enjoying making porn, derivative yeah. porn. Um, and he, maybe he That's, considers it like like it's not just about sex, like his sexuality. It's also about like craftsmanship. Again, I think he thinks of this as like sort of in a weird sense the height of eroticism. Hmm. Like he's thinking of this the way that the director of. In the mood for love, hmm. was thinking of his shit, right? All right, yeah, all right. I think well, we that's now on these guys. Yeah, no, w- w- this is good. Like we we have the foundation good. for these guys, and these are the two um, missing I, spots. Uh, but I think yes, I, those are the two missing spots. I think I can work with and, this. Yeah, well, I think the key thing is you do need to get try to get the players legitimately attached to this character yeah. that died before they even started playing their characters, which is a tricky thing to pull off. I'm, so thinking of how to do that is the key thing. Here, I'm going to refer to them always as your friend, your friend, your friend. Like just, sort of yeah. just try to trick your friend. Them. I, I like the title of your friend in the fridge. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and maybe like, I mean, if if you want to go with, if you want to go with it being like some mystical thing, like okay, part of the ritual is people forget her name. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that ties in with the naked goddess actually. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So. Like everyone at the funeral is kind of awkwardly avoiding the fact that none of them can remember this woman's name, even though that 
she deeply touched all of their lives. Yeah. So like the priest is specifically like trying to yeah. dodge around it that's during, right, the, that's right. this, during the eulogy this and shit. Young woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot one thing about the expression your friend of the fridge because it's a it's from a series of ads that played in Australia for mainland cheese, which is from New Zealand. And um, it's always marked as like the accent being like, it's your friend in the fridge. Mainland. Your friend in the fridge. I mean, if you want, have the, have the priest be Australian. Why not? I think I'll just, I don't want to go on a tangent about New Zealand cheese brands. I'm just going to use the expression because it amuses me. Uh, all um, right and- I, I do think it's a legitimately good title yep like that's a fun thing too because like the idea of the ritualistic guys like you need to start a new life this is what we're doing but she died before she had a chance to do that yep so i think, um, I think that yeah. like she her death should be the cult leader's fault but he's, he's yes, covering but that. more negligence yep, more rather than malice i think it should- how did the players find out about the conditions under which she died um, How do player characters find out about that's that? That's a good question. How did she die? Is she in the fridge? She's definitely in the fridge. I mean, if you're going with movie tropes, and the key thing that comes to mind is that really stupid scene from King of the Crystal Skull, but I don't think that's really applicable here. What's that scene? You know, where he, there's like, he's at, um, he's at like a nuclear testing site and he jumps in the lead line fridge. Oh. And gets hit with a nuclear oh. ba- blast. That's oh, that's scene. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although um, that's dumb enough to work. That's dumb enough to work. Um, uh, uh, so somehow this cult found a nuclear warhead. Why not? <laughs> well, I think maybe it could no, be some. Been... He's talking some bullshit about like you need to get in the fridge. The lead will protect you against the. the well, I'm of thinking in terms energy. of the soft core. I'm thinking in terms of the soft core porn idioms and shit, right? Yeah. So, um, fuck. Um, how do women usually get killed in media? Like, as a spurring thing for the protagonist to do protagonist oh, okay. I, I, I want it to be... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did she die? I'm thinking that she had to go and... I think just some field somewhere. No, if it's in a fridge, I think that she should be sent... She should have been sent to get something and got trapped in a fridge. All right. And she died. Oh, so she starved to death in a fridge? Starved or froze or uh-huh. died of exposure. Uh, maybe starved. It would be interesting. I was thinking that she's frozen, but, and, or, um, but like, what would you need? What would you need to get from a fridge to use in porn? Um, a cucumber? Yes. She went to get a cucumber. No. All right. Oh, she. They needed a cooking cucumber for a scene. He sent her to get it. She got locked. Well, no, this was a punishment, right? Doesn't have to be. I think it was like a. Okay. I think it was negligence. He. Well, but then, then it doesn't make sense for there to be that mystical resonance so much. Like what happened to her name and shit. I think it's just something that happens to her because she was close to becoming the naked goddess. Maybe she was an unconscious avatar of the naked goddess. I think there's a bit too many layers there yeah. for that explanation. Yeah. I'm just thinking, um, like, I like the idea of like, she goes in and gets a cucumber, trapped in the fridge, can't get out. This guy's too busy working on his scene bullshit that he forgets about her. 
Um, I think he just fucked up the ritual. Like he's like, all right, like maybe this is the first time they ever had to do this. It's like, all right, I know what I'm doing here. I know what happened. And then because of the ritual, the fridge just gets stuck and she's in there for days and they're never able to get her out. Yeah. Or freezes to death or something. Um, or dies of asphyxiation, depending on how the fridge works. Yeah. So it's like, all right. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, you don't see like a lot of deaths in softcore porn for obvious no. reasons. So that's why I don't want to like bring it in with the softcore porn. I think with like, I, I kind of see her as having, she's, she's trying to help, which is why he sees her as a threat. Yeah. Um, she's trying to c- come in. She could be what bridges the mundane, like the film side of things with a naked goddess because she can channel the naked goddess or maybe she could be on that path. I mean, we still don't really know what this woman is like hmm. very much. That's the key. Like, you know, uh, having a chance to play is to establish the relationship with her is important. I, I, I kind of wanted to, to establish it before they establish the relationship. I want to tell that yeah. she wanted to be she liked film and she was she wanted to be a director she wanted to be a director so that's why he she threatened him and but that's not why she died he didn't actually kill her i think it should be negligence and he covered it up or he wanted to embarrass her yeah but she died by accident you again i like the idea of this ritual being like your name is removed Oh, and know what this uh, ritual should be called? Alan Smithy. I know, like, why is there a ritual? I think it was just like they were doing a, a pornomancy Well, because we were talking about that idea of her name ends up getting erased from everyone's memory. I don't, I don't think that should be a magical effect at all. It's just something that happens. It happens because she was almost on the path of the naked goddess. It's just, it's just mystical right. backwash. Um, all right. I mean, but the, the, you will need to explain that to players somehow. That's the key thing. I think it's a tricky thing to explain. That's the, I mean, that's the problem I'm having here. Is that, I know, like adding a ritual, I, like because the way I'm seeing it is, she was sort of like his directing assistant. Sure, um, I, I can dig that. She was doing all the gopher work. She's like an intern for a cult. Um, but he was threatened <clears throat> by her. Um, but she died because of a mistake he made. And he sort of covered it up. This cult shouldn't even like have a religious name. They should call themselves something studios. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna look at all the um the canonical names for naked goddess porn films and steal an idea from that. Like um yeah. I know there was something about like ass rabbis or something. <laughs> uh anyway. Um ass rabbis. <laughs> I forgot how good some of those were. They are pretty good. Um, I think I, I don't want it to be a specific ritual. I want it to be like she was sent away. She was sent to do something. It got her killed because of a mistake he made, or less, like not giving a shit. Like if he'd like he was the only one that who knew that she'd been sent off on a wild goose taste on a snipe hunt to find a fucking cucumber in the giant so bridge. Here's here's the thing. So you have the naked goddess, right? Yep. And somehow a mystical effect. Okay. I, I think that, like... Can it, you hear that in the background as I'm speaking? No, I can't hear shit. Okay, great, because someone's in my bathroom and it makes weird fucking noises when the fan's on sometimes. All right, so 
she is a, on some level, consciously or not, a high-level avatar of the Naked Goddess. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what is a, for that avatar, for that archetype, what is a ritualistic, symbolically significant way to go out? This is pretty dark, but overdose would be my go-to one. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, overdose. Because yeah, I mean, you know, when you think of porn stars that die really early, that's the big one. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. I mean, but how do you turn? The, I mean, you know, if there are a studio, then there could be a lot of cocaine going around. Yeah, yeah. Just he gave her some coke. He gave her some bad coke on accident. Was well, that that whole thing of like people snorting heroin, thinking it's coke, and just getting fucked up? Yeah, I know a guy that um got in real big trouble in South Korea by doing that. Oh shit! Uh, so like that's a nice like it's fucked up, but it's a nice little mundane, f- mundanely fucked up way. Yeah, for this whole thing to start with. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that like that and that's another thing too. I think that it should be that like. Kind of one of the things that's they know she died, and I think there needs to be like so there needs to be some way the player characters figure out that this is how she died and that this guy is to blame for it. Yep. But there should be a layer of everyone, including her parents and shit, are trying to keep that covered up because you know that's that's not something you want getting out, right? Yeah. I'm like it. So like they could be thinking like, oh fuck the. Her parents are in on the cult too. No, they just don't, don't want people knowing that her daughter died of a heroin overdose. Do you have anything? I don't know. We could, it could work it out. Ah. Heroin overdose, tying in with the fridge, tying in with this cucumber. I like the idea. Well, I don't think you need the cucumber. The fridge is important, I think. I think the fridge I, is important. I do like the cucumber as, like, as, as the cause of all this. Um, it's just a well, okay. There's a way we can link all these together. And. I have heard of people taking cocaine vaginally. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, there you go. It's, it's not cocaine, it's heroin. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if that's how that works. I'm not even sure if you can take heroin vaginally. Mm. Worth doing research in, I guess. Google. Um, but that is admittedly kind of complicated. Yeah. Again, that's a lot of layers for players to figure out of she uh, she meant to put a cucumber covered in blow up her pussy, but it is, was accidentally covered with heroin. I think that's it's that becomes more difficult. It, it like the, yeah, the, that's a bit too much. The confusion makes sense when just people are to move it. the cucumber. Just have the fridge. Just have the fridge. And I don't think you need to have the fridge be involved with her death. We can just say that this is where he kept her for a few days afterwards, and like. I mean, and like, what if it was like less like, all right, she died in some way involving the fridge, and more that you know the director saw an opportunity when he had one. There's this corpse there. We need to get rid of her somehow in a way that's mystically significant. Put her on the side of a road in the fridge. How about she? Yeah, how about she didn't even die of a drug overdose? He's just saying that she did. She died of like um, an allergic reaction to something. And then he pumped her full of drugs afterwards. 
and they didn't at the hospital didn't check for allergens because she was pumped full of drugs already because he right. pumped where does the fridge come into this um what drugs do you put in the fridge i don't know what? yeah i don't know either uh i know you got to keep a uh, acid cold that's about it yeah, but no one's gonna fucking die of an acid overdose well yeah i mean like she could do she could have done had some really horrible accident during a real bad trip but yeah that's about it all right i think i oh this is interesting but i think we need to talk about um it's in keep mind yeah so yeah i do want to drill down on that you need to get the players invested in this Mm. character that's already dead yeah and that's hard but i mean what i'm thinking for this is like jackson elias and National Hotep, right? There's ways to do this. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So let's actually talk about this cork board now. Let's talk about what is here. So like I was saying earlier, I'm seeing in a weird sense a lot of Christian imagery here, not just from what the player characters have brought in, mm-hmm. but I mean, Gigi Allen is the big one. Yep. How familiar are you with Gigi Allen? As well? I read his Wikipedia early this morning. So you know what his original name was, right? Yes, Jesus Christ, Alan, because of... Yep. Yeah, I see where Conscience got this idea from. Fucked up childhood, yeah. fucked up life, interesting. I mean, it goes beyond that, too. Like, if you watch interviews of him, he specifically talks about, like, eating his own shit and throwing shit into the audience yeah, yeah. At, in terms of, you know, his fans taking his sacrament. Like, eating from his body in a Christian sense. Yes. So... This is a bit cliche of a use for Gigi Allen and Unknown Armies, but I think it's a concept that I find fairly interesting. Someone that was on the path to being a god walker, but walked away from it. Yeah, okay, that's good. I like it. Because, I mean, you know how... Yeah, like, you know how Gigi Allen said he wanted to die, right? How? He wanted to kill himself on stage on Halloween night. The problem is that each time Halloween night rolled around, he was always in prison. Oh, that's interesting. And he ended up actually dying via drug overdose. But he wasn't 27. So there isn't that resonance there. So I'm thinking that this guy was trying to be like, he was channeling the martyr, but on like a rock and roll Messiah Iggy Pop sense. Yeah. And then he faked his own death and, like, because he, you know, I could, he had a kid. Like, you might, Gigi Allen walked away from a lot. He was married at one point. He had a well, fucking remember, kid. In this, in this, he faked his own death here. So, yeah. Hmm. So, like, he's probably not Gigi Allen anymore. No. That would draw too much attention. Just call me Jesus. Maybe not. Yeah, no, Jesus. He calls himself Jesus, even though he's obviously. I think, I think he probably calls himself George Gordon or something. I don't know. Yeah, so or something. He'd be like trying to get as away from the Christ imagery as he possibly can. Yes, I think because they he has a toxic fuck buddy relationship with the fat keg, which is interesting. I think he still has a certain taste in women from his punk days, yeah. and that kind of shows up with yeah. his thing with the fat keg. But again, like you know, I mean, he, he also was. You know, like he was dating a 17 year old at the time he died, and he met this 17 year old uh, during an interview on a talk show. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, he's talking about throwing the 17 year old, 
Yeah, exactly. She, like in the you know, like there's this whole mythos. Apparently, the night he died, he proposed to her and shit. Mm. So you know, like in the light of you know, all that was faked. Mm. He has a kid and an ex-wife and a woman he told he was going that he t- said he was going to marry and all these friends, and he faked his own death. Yeah. Just so, because, like, you know, he he was probably at the point of Godwalker when other martyrs were probably trying to kill him. Maybe this is kind of, like, how, why this fuck-buddy relationship is so toxic is that, like, the fag hag judges him and has kind of contempt for him for walking away from yeah. all that. But she fucks him because yeah. she was a fan, um, but she kind of puts him down uh, yeah. in a way, and he reacts. Yeah. And maybe... Like, he's going to be fucking old at this point. Um, yes. Yeah. He was born in, like, 1956, I believe. Um, yeah, he's in his fucking 60s. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, well, I think the fag hag is probably, like, in her 20s. Um, yeah. So she... Yeah, I think they have a yeah, real fucked up relationship. What I'm thinking of the fag hag is that she's an... Uh, I, it, it's obvious to make her an estrinaturge, but I think she's actually in a Peter Romancer that... Um, yeah. Uses cigarettes. Uses cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. I kind I think I might right. look at both of those schools and like take, because I I'm big on like syncretic schools of magic anyway. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. gonna like I for example I'd rather the her blast be like the Astrinaturge blast of throwing a cigarette at someone than the yeah. usual Peter blast. And that ties into the Gigi Allen thing is like she got into her Astrinaturge through like being a Gigi Allen fan back in the nineties. Sure. Oh, well, maybe she shouldn't be 20. Maybe I, I see this chick is a bit older, maybe like mid 30s. Oh, I bet you, well, she's at a, if, you know, if she's in a picture, maybe she just looks at looks young. Oh, also possible. Yeah. Also possible. Maybe she'd be just mysterious. I mean, if she just is a chain smoker, that shit ages you. Yeah, but she's she's got magic. She's got like flesh warping magic, maybe. Yeah. So maybe, like, you know, maybe, maybe she's the same age as the fucking captain. <laughs> nice. You know? That works, yeah. Oh, that's good because he's an old man. She's clearly not. Maybe, maybe they're brother and sister. Exactly. <gasps> I'd see either brother. Actually, no. I think they should just be like former. Maybe like part of the same cabal in the past. Yeah, he's gone a very different way. What about the captain, though? Yeah, what's his deal? I mean, the easy one is he is an avatar of. The captain. Yep. That's the easy one, but I think that is a bit too easy. Do you have any ideas of this guy? Because he seems like an interesting fella. He does look like an interesting fella. He's, he's very dapper. Uh, he's got his, his coffee there. He's, he's, he's got that, that good look we see with old guys who are really stylish. Well, we are in New England. Do you want to bring in the drip state? Or is no, that a bit too no, much? No. Uh, not for too this. That's um, right. a whole different... Uh, yeah. It's too much of a rabbit hole. Um, yeah, based on that couple. Understandable. Um, I think um, that he should be. Maybe he he's like he's a local charger. I think that he's yeah. a bit more. He kind of looks like he would like a, he would rather run. He would rather the occult underground was less fucking fucked up. Maybe. Yeah, he he's one of the few chargers that has actually made something respectable of himself. Yeah. And I think that like that's not super uncommon for a avatar, but for an adept that's pretty strange. So I think he's an I avatar. Do, oh really? Huh? 
Do you think he's an avatar? I think I, I don't think he's an adept. Um, right. Unless you can give me a good idea for an adept school for him to follow. Um, <sighs> holy shit. Um, captain, I'm looking at the captain in Wikipedia. It's title for commander of the ship. Why isn't he? He's the captain of the Coast Guard, maybe. Sure, that works. Yep. And this kind of ties in with this other stuff. Uh, it comes from the Greek capit- uh, katepano, which means the one place at the top or the topmost. Uh, it could be cool. And there's lots of different meanings of captain. Maybe he's the... I know that Conscience was talking about having a peer, and I like peers. Maybe they call him the captain of the peer. All right. Because I have this idea of looking at the rivalry or the hated eneminess of the Buddhist spirits of yore versus the um, Chester Lord of the Cats. And I have an idea. I could, this, I could see this guy being a Vestamancer. Okay, yeah, that's not, not a bad idea either. That's the is pretty good. Um, just, like, you know, just because he's rather interestingly dressed, but, you know, that's something easy to reach for. Or he's wearing a vestimentic garment. Also possible. Um, Chester, Lord of the Cats, right? What if... Yeah, so... Go ahead. What if Chester, Lord of the Cats, isn't the cat? Chester, Lord of the Cats, is the toxoplasmosis. Sentient, so it's it's just like a a hive mind expressing itself through this particular sort of bacteria. Yes. All right. Through, I can through dig cats that. and some people. Um, All right. I want it to have come from Canada. Uh, <laughs> All right. Because they're on Lake Ontario. I want the toxoplasmosis to have spread through and wiped out the occult underground in Burlington, Ontario, and then hopped onto a fishing boat in a cat and come here, um, or a tourist boat or whatnot. This is why the Buddhist spirits of yore hate them so much and want to get rid of them. But the Buddhist spirits of yore are just turtles um, and twerkers. So, okay. We... As is currently, we kind of have, I guess, um, five core groups running around here, right? We have more than that. He's got too many on this damn board. Because we've also... Well, okay, we have the cult that we just spent a lot of time talking about. Yep. We have sort of the local cult underground, which I'd say are the Captain, the Fag Hag, and G.G. Allen. Yep. That kind of makes them up. Uh, We have this cat cult. And then we have the booties. And then there's animal control. Yes. I'd say those are good core five. So we need to develop each of those. I think, yeah, I think we have, oh, fuck, and there's the underdwellers, of course. Um, Let's see here. Um, We could say, I think that we should try to limit this to five. So maybe say that local animal control is secretly controlled by the underdwellers, and that when they take, like, you know, when they grab animals and stuff, they just feed them to the crocodile people. Maybe. I'll get her to no connection. I yeah. I wanted to kind of have overly officious animal control man um to be kind of like a mysterious figure that's sort of around All right. that's sort of like All right. that is He's not named. He's just 
the animal control guy. Like he's driving around in a white van with Ontario plates and it just has the word spay on it. <laughs> and he sits in the car with his glasses on, never takes his glasses off, and he's always sort of like just eating small bits of raw meat. All right. Yeah. That's okay. How about this? He always is eating from a can of tuna with a spoon. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um so but so I was imagining the guy is kind of blustery, you know? But it you're going with the angle of no, this guy is actually kind of intimidating. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking of um he knows about the shit that happened in Burlington. And he has information. He's trying to get stop this toxoplasmosis, but he and if the I want him to be like a source. I think we should try to tie all of these into the core. Oh, yeah, so I'm thinking like this. What basically the thing is, is there is they can get help from the booty spirits of yore if they get rid of these fucking cats. And they can use the animal control guy or something and help him to get rid of the cats and the buddy spirits of yore will um, help them, which is it's going to be like a, it's like a major. It's like a what's the word for it? Um, an intense milestone if they do all that. Yeah, that's how it ties in. But I think they should have some sort of direct relationship with the uh, the cult of the topless goddess. Topless goddess. That's great. The topless goddess. Um, so dumb. <laughs> Maybe it could be through the booty booties. So, what's the Booty Booties relationship with the the cult? I oh, um, maybe not great. Maybe they had a maybe not great, but not enemies so much. Um, they are more tied in with the the booty the the booty spirits of your these turtles, these divinatory turtles. I'm yeah. seeing them as like a sort of like a ancient Greek kind of oracle cult that twerks. Um, yes. All right. They, so, so they might have... I think they knew the friend. They're going to be at the funeral. Uh, they're sympathetic. If the player characters come to them wanting to fucking... Trick one out, out for those, those who are lost. Yes, exactly. I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, I'm thinking exactly. They're going to be a little... They're going to do a performance in her honor. <laughs> they aren't against... They're not enemies with the topless goddess cult. But they're sympathetic to the players... They would be super. Okay, I, I think they shouldn't. Uh, I, I think they shouldn't. I don't think they should have like a negative history with the topless goddess. Mm -hmm. I think they should have like th they should not like each other mostly on theological grounds. And know what those theological grounds are? Tits versus ass. Ah, yes, that's actually pretty great. <laughs> that's actually pretty great. God damn it! Oh no! Oh no! This is like fucking. Um, Oh, this is how this is the this goes all the way back to the 1980s sex comedies and 1980s the beginning of the baby got back. Bring all the, that in. Bring shift, all that in. The cultural shift from titties to ass and the and the resistance to it. Oh my god! <laughs> and yeah, and you can easily bring all that in. That's fucking great. That's that's great. Oh my god! This is so you this have is elliptity. Exactly. This is a Liptony at work here. Oh. So we have the booty booties who don't get on well with the 
Cult of the Topless Goddess. They're not directly in conflict, necessarily, though. They just don't really like each other much. Yeah. But, you know, they know they recognize that these guys are powerful, so they need... They have enough on their hands with what's going on with the Toxoplasmosis yeah. cult. Uh, they're like, hey, help us out with that. We can help you out with this. Yeah. All right. And then you have the local cult underground, which I think don't... Also really don't like the Topless Goddess cult for obvious reasons. Yeah. These guys are kind of in the know. So I, I think what there should be is there should be sort of like a triumvirate between Gigi Allen, the fag hag, and the captain. Uh, a triumvirate. The, the, uh, we could say that like the fag hag is just kind of abusive towards Gigi. <sighs> like it maybe, talks to fuck maybe, yeah, maybe. Like he, he's like He's also like an old ro- worn out rock yeah. star that just, you know, he, he was going to be the messiah at one point and then he rejected that life. Maybe both the fag hag and the captain could help the PCs. But they're fighting over yeah. Gigi Allen. Okay, what's the captain's involvement with Gigi? I think it just, if you want to have some sort of like uh, in like relationship between them, there's an arrow there, but it's not defined. I can't see it though. Why can't I see it? Yeah, I think it's just coming through. I can. It doesn't have to be a link on there on the map. I can just still say it exists. We also know that Melonbed's character, the con artist, is connected to the captain somehow. So that characterizes him a bit. Okay, that's good. Um, that's actually something we should talk about. Uh, is how to bring these characters in. So Gigi is neighbors with Conscience's character. I do like the idea that Conscience's character just goes to this guy for wisdom, because that seems to be the relationship they have. We should probably have him define Gigi Allen as his guru. Well, you know, not actually Gigi Allen, but, you know, George. I won't make him define, not with a short campaign. All right. But I'll think if it it seems like it's going to be, if they go into that, mode i'm gonna say you should put him down as your guru that is one problem i have with corkboarding the rules as currently exist don't really encourage players to have npcs as relationships very much and all the relationship mechanics are operating on the assumption that the relationships are with npcs so yeah um so okay why would a guy who scams cults be involved with the captain? And then one of the things I like about Melon's character is that he has no experience with the unnatural whatsoever. Yep. Let me double check that, but I think that's what he went with. Yep, he does. He has two points in unnatural. He is thoroughly skeptical of all yeah. this shit. He was trying to infiltrate the um, cult, so based on what we've developed with the cult, how was he trying to infiltrate them? Well, I don't think he never even said that he was trying to infiltrate them, did it's, he? It's, Just it's, that he was someone who infiltrated the cult. Infiltrate the cult is his unnatural trigger. So yes. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking that like he was trying to take a role. He was trying to rip them off a baby, and then the friend died, or the person they know died. They needed him for some reason. They had they needed him for some reason. We're going to use him for some reason. He was probably pretending to be something that they needed. What would they have needed? I mean, this is a tricky thing because we don't have him here. At that's the right. That's right. I'm just trying to like figure out how I will present it to him like, and get him to answer. So I'll be able to describe to him what he knows about the cult. So I'll be able to describe yeah. to an extent, uh, not the secrets, but like how this cult operates uh, on the first session. Yeah, I think you might want to talk with him a bit beforehand because it sounds like he's probably going to know more about what's going on with these guys. I don't want to have and also- like, one person knowing it because he's, he's expressed not liking that in the past as well. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give them all, I'm going to say that they all have an idea about it but it comes from different sources. But they have about the same idea. Like, right. Or maybe they've come together and pieced together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe it as you've pieced together. This is what you've pieced together from what, you've, what you all disparately have learned. And this is what you know about yeah. the cult as a group. And just sort of like, I don't want to get bogged down with that. I'm just going to say, this yeah. is what you know. 
um, collectively. Uh, so, okay. I can't help but feeling the captain should have something involving animals going on. Uh, yes, he's not connected to any of the animals. No, but like we have this animal control guy, and the animal control guy so far doesn't have any you know natural conflict with the. Um, the captain should be the owner uh, of the fucking getting head bar. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want, you can have him be a dipsomancer. You could have booze in that coffee yeah. cup. Like it's not even Irish coffee; it's just like yeah, vodka. If you go into that whole Moorcock hypothesis about coffee versus alcohol. Could be an agent yeah. of the balance. Uh. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. So he's a dipsomancer that is trying. Well, no, then that's that's too much in the direction of chaos. What sort of charger or archetype could he I be? I think then? maybe he's an agent of the balance. It's a versatile supernatural entity at a relatively high level. He realizes that for any occult underground to really work, it needs to have some stability and also some flexibility, some chaos, some some vim and vigor to it. Preventing it from stagnating. Preventing it from either exactly. stagnating or collapsing in on itself. And that's what he's there for. That's why yeah. he runs this ridiculous bar in an Easter Island statue head bridge that cannot be photographed. I think having like a bar is a good feature for any oh, yeah. underground. I had that in one of my campaigns. It's like you all meet in a tavern, but you all meet in a bar. It's more of just it. a way to like... It's a way to ingratiate yourself with the local underground and just collect rumors and shit. And having a neutral ground um, is good. Neutral ground. Exactly. Exactly. Like when I did it in my campaign, there's a bar in my hometown that has like a lot of history. Yep. I just said, hey, there, there's this second door into this bar out in the parking lot that only people in the know can see. Yep. And the old bartender who used to work up front works out back there now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, having having that, he, he's, he's... I think he's a retired... Hired Coast Guard captain who owns the bar. All right. So is he still an avatar of the captain? He doesn't have to be because he is. He's called, he might be just be called. No, he's not an avatar of the captain. He's called the captain because he was a Coast Guard captain. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that makes sense. What's a school that could tie into that? Mechanomancy, maybe? No, I, 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 just wanted, I just wanted to have a versatile supernatural nope. identity. Just- all right, he's, an, he's just he's, an, he's just a, he, he's not a charger. He's not an avatar. He's just oh yep yep a weird guy. And I, I don't want to call him an I won't call him an he's an, like an agent of the balance, like balance of chaos and order. But I want him to call him something like what's some nautical term for like keeping a a, a boat level or like oh, not fuck, capsizing. Man. I mean, like uh, I'd say the the pilot, but well, I think steersman is it sometimes too. But I think just the captain is good because there's that night, like you know. Hmm. Sailors are a rowdy bunch, but you know you kind of need that rowdiness to for them to do what they need to do, right? Yeah. And there's literally the level of balance, like you're saying, of preventing a boat from capsizing. Yeah. But you know, a boat's always swaying, right? It's not standing in still water. Exactly. Yeah. So I think just the captain, like the captain's first job above ev- anything else, is make sure the boat don't sink. Yeah, that's a really good obsession because <laughs> that make sure the proverbial boat don't sink. Yeah. Yeah, that's really All good, right. and that could tie into uh, um, my idea of having toxoplasmosis. Having it come from Canada and being, um, I just wanted to. Come from- so, how do we get those guys? How do we get these guys involved with the stuff involving the cult of the topless goddess? I think that maybe they're not involved, but these are forces that could be rallied against the cult of the topless goddess. So, how would how would they do that? Well, the point is about humiliating him and like maybe kicking him out, right? Yeah, I mean, so on a personal level, I think Gigi would just naturally be very skeptical of 
any uh, any sort of avatar cult from the life he's lived. Yeah, I want to have Gigi as something that's fought over, but it's it's between the fag hag and the captain. Maybe they have different ideas. Well, yeah. Um, so, like Gigi Allen's okay, a regular so, like, at the bar, but also in this yeah. fucked up relationship with the fag hag, and the captain and the fag hag yeah. hate each other. Or they they may not hate, but like. So does Gigi have any leftover mystical power that they can draw from? Or is he just a guy now that's did a lot of drugs and has lived a hard fucking life? I mean, I could, I, th- I know with me, myself, and I, there is a identity for former Avatar having some connection. Maybe, yeah, if he was almost, if he almost ascended in 1993, that's really close to the time that Naked Goddess ascended. So maybe yeah. he has a, a connection to some invisible clergy lore that could help them yeah. learn more about the Naked Goddess. And I could yeah. also have, like, if I want to push them along, I could easily have... Uh, um, conscience is Christ saying, like, I'm not the only Jesus Christ you should be talking to. <laughs> there is another. <laughs> there is another. <laughs> uh, I, I do love the just the idea of this party's Obi-Wan figure being Gigi Allen. Yep. yep. The the worn out husk of Gigi yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I want to discuss a couple okay. of things while we still have time. Silent Forest. Uh, so we know that they, that the Fag Hag fears the Silent Forest, yes. right? Whereas GGL meditates in there. That could be, in some sense, the, like, my, honestly, if they didn't define that relationship, my suggestion was going to be that's where they go to fuck. Yeah. But she fears it. I think she fears that it. the Silent Forest is. I mean, that, that could be a recent development. That could be a recent development. I think that the Silent Forest is on an island in Lake Ontario. And yeah. Gigi Allen knew, learned about it because the captain told him about it. I'd say that's where he goes to like find some peace yeah. or something. Yeah. Whereas the fag hag, it's so fucking good. You like go into like you go out in this boat and you go out in like this forest on this island far off the coast in Lake Ontario, mm-hmm. and you go through the woods to find the hermit living there. Yep. And it's just Gigi Allen. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he can't live on the island because he lives next to conscience. No, no, no. But like, that, that's where he spends a lot of his time. Yep. And the, what does the fag hag fear there? Something nameless does. All right. Mm, I'm not sure. Like, it would mean that it's something that Gigi Allen uh, takes solace in or gives him spiritual guidance, but it's something that a cigarette-based uh, pteromancer fears. Or it might not be related to her magic or maybe just related to her personality. It could have healing properties. Oh, it makes a break to boo. Oh, all right. Yeah. If you don't want to go, it, it makes a break to boo. Uh, it cuts, know, it's somewhere that's cut off from the statosphere. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's somewhere that's silent. It's like statosphere. Mm, mm, that's interesting. Silent forest. Yeah, I like it. And that's why the captain knows about it because he also does not want to fucking go there. Yeah. Yeah. But G.D. Allen takes solace there. Well, the captain doesn't have a taboo, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's still some like the martyr being a martyr isn't something you can ever really totally walk back from, right? It's he still has those scars. Maybe the the nameless thing in the Silent Forest is Gigi Allen as he once was. All right, kind of like trying to. It's it's old. He's changed. He's like he's left all that life behind, but it's still there. And his memories and like the traumas he suffered in the past. Um, All right. Does that make sense with his backstory, the real world backstory? Maybe he, maybe the Silent Forest. That's fun because you know I'm I'm imagining like Gigi Allen up on stage, but completely fucking silent. Like he's still screaming and shit and throwing his shit everywhere. But 
just not a sound. That's good. Yeah, that's how he meditates. Well, no, like oh, okay. I thought you meant there was like a physical manifestation of I like that idea too. Like it's yeah, he's up there completely silent, no crowd, no lights, just in an empty forest, up on like a raised. It's like a stage, but it's not actually a stage, and he's just raging yeah. out like Gigi Allen style, in complete silence. I got, I like that. That's cool. That's a cool mental image. So, all right, there's that. Uh, and that doesn't, so there should, I think there should be some way that's tied in with the uh, Naked Gods cult too. Maybe that's where the, well, hmm. I was going to say that's where the body was found, but maybe not. Uh, I don't think so. Like, there could be stuff that's not necessarily tied in, but it's, it's stuff around. And I don't necessarily have to necessarily use everything here, but I need to no. have a kind of an idea of what to do with it. Um, underdwellers. Yeah, uh, those are the tricky are ones. Are they scalies or are they lycanthropes or are they scaly lycanthropes? Why are they alligators? Are they from New York? Are they displaced alligators from the sewers of New York City? Because they shouldn't be alligators. Yeah, that's that's the easy one. That's the easy one. Um, I mean, they're floating around, and like, I, I'm frankly, I'm having a hard time coming up with something for them related to all this other shit. So they should be related to, I'd say. The core cult? They could just be around, you know, like... I have an idea. I have an idea. So we know that this friend that died was actually a very talented director, right? Yep. What if she was training and getting experience as a documentarian? Interesting. Oh, yeah. So she did a... She was working on a documentary about the Underdwellers. I like it. And they actually, like, accepted her as one of their own, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so like they're 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 pretty pissed about this and they'd they'd want to help, but yeah. you know, there's something stopping them. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, she was working on a project as well. Uh when she yeah. got tied into this uh, into the miracle video thing. Yeah. She was gonna do a a uh what's the word for it? A sympathetic documentary about these. But who are they? <laughs> group of people who kind of- Who are they? That's what she was trying to find out. All right. Group of so people. That, I, think, um, I think I'm going to leave it as, I'm going to have it as just literally as this. They're alligators who are pretending to be people. And people pretending to be I mean, I like that. They're just out. Like, <laughs> it, okay, but so here's the idea. Here's the idea, right? The, it's like an animal farm thing. Yeah. But they're from New York. So instead of like imitating like generals and military leaders and shit, they're like, all right, who are local leaders in New York? Stockbrokers. Oh. They're a bunch of alligators. Like imitating Wall Street stockbrokers. That that could work. That could work. So they're wearing the suits and ties, and they're doing lines of coke. They've constructed a, like the bull statue out of garbage. Oh yeah, maybe this is maybe um, Cult of the Topless Goddess and the Underdwellers get their cocaine from the same source. <laughs> well, it's the fag hag. It's fag. Yeah. Oh that no, it's the captain. It should be the captain. No, it should be the captain. Yeah, right. You're right. It's because he doesn't. It doesn't look like it should be him. So it should be him. He can get cocaine into town. Uh, yeah, that, that ties it in. It's him trying to maintain the balance. Yeah. By giving people, and you can do that by dealing drugs, the right drugs for the right people. Yeah. Uh, I think we haven't. Uh, I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but I think we haven't dialed down on Chester enough. Yeah. So I think we should draw a couple further connections with him. Chester is a threat. The booty spirits know he's a threat. Uh, I was looking into what toxoplasmosis is said to do, which it doesn't actually do. Um, but if it's magical yeah. toxoplasmosis, it does. Like it tends to create um, to make people have impulsive behaviors. 
And I'm like, if it's magical toxoplasmosis, it has that mind control effect. I mean, I like that for Tom's character because him leaving that cult like meant that he was probably hearing the voice of the toxoplasmosis in his head. If this was like a sort of hive yeah. mind situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's a fucked up thing for his character to go through and to get away from. So he'd have like this thing where just occasionally he's hearing voices in his head just telling him to do reckless shit. That's it, yeah. And he'd know this for what it is. So that's thing, but I think they should also tie in like what is there, what is... If it's just the booty spirits, then what's the problem that the two have? Um, the booty spirits, no. Well, the booty spirits, they're, they're, they're fucking turtles, man. Turtles are slow and naturally conservative yeah. because they live long lives. Um, these, yeah. This toxoplasmosis, it's a it's a hive mind bacteria that goes through that, like, it just burns through occult undergrounds and then moves on in cats and it's not even like a deliberate yes. thing it's just a it's just what happens when it spreads it creates impulsive crazy behaviors and it generally spreads to people who are in the occult underground i think you could tie them in with a fag hag then yeah maybe she's got it there you go or is someone that pissed them off sometime yeah. in the past maybe both the captain and the fag hag have toxoplasmosis and that's why they're starting to their rivalry is starting to amp up I'd worry about that because then that threat sort of becomes more like more of a problem than the core that's of the true. campaign. That's true. That doesn't, that's not necessarily a problem. Um, it's another thing going on a while. Like the one of the things of like creating obstacles and distractions to an objective is yeah. to have other shit going on. Yeah, but I think you want to play that back a bit when you're doing only like a two or three that session campaign that is true so i don't mind having this like a shit going on in the background that they could manipulate or not but i think it should at least sometimes be tied into the core cult in some way because it's all part of the same underground yep. we haven't drawn on the booty spirits yet we got a bit more time there it just seems like they're turtles that can see the future yeah that it's, they're like mysterious turtles like i think that's that's good enough they're mysterious turtles that can see the future and they're served by a an oracle mystery cult of twerkers. I mean, so yeah, but, but what symbolically ties in the turtles with a big old booty? <sighs> well, I mean, is it? Are you just wanting to emphasize the divinatory aspect? Yeah, I, it was just a pun. The booty booties, but it's just divinatory. I mean, you can see the future. It is for for many millennia, people have been able to see the future in the stars. So, I okay. Now you got I it. Got it. God damn it. <laughs> it. Took me a minute. <laughs> took me a minute. All right. Um, I don't know if it has to be to find that. It's just the way it is. I, I was kind of thinking the Buddhist spirits have been here for a long time and they've always been served by a uh, mystery cult and oracle cult. And that oracle yeah. cult has taken different forms over the years. So like a, back in the 1950s, the oracle cult probably was like like cheerleaders or line dancers or something but now it's twerkers yeah and i think that's good enough and i think maybe yeah. the the whole tits versus ass thing is there but it's not like the booty spirits of yore themselves and that's a about. that's a like that, that, that's the cults that's the cults conflict with each yep. other the, the the booty spirits are above that yes yes it's not um, it's not tits and ass is not are not part of the sexuality of the moist men uh, are they tied in with the underdrillers in any way? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, should they have actually? Should they have a connection with the Silent Forest? I could kind of see that. They could. Where like they're sort of the keepers of the Silent Forest in some way. The fact that it's cut off from the status sphere means that 
it gives them like it, it, there's a degree of clarity there with maybe they do like uh, a divination and they such. do like a pilgrimage there they like little they yeah. paddle there that's where they lay their eggs they, they lay, lay their, their eggs, eggs on the shores of the sun once coast. every yeah. 100 years <laughs> and that could be coming up very soon yes. during the campaign yes. and that's why the booty bo the booty booties are so concerned about was maybe that's why they're kind of distracted from all the other chaos that's just going on because well and that's why they're worried about chester because yes. they're worried about the pl toxoplasmosis yes yes taking control of the naive and young booties that's true that could be possible or and also they're going to be could be worried about the topless goddess as well well actually no i think that's more of a the booty booties have like a aesthetic quarrel with them doesn't have to be closely related yeah um i don't mind having yeah. multiple like unrelated rivalries and things going on and seeing how they interact agreed agreed the things that players can pull on but i do think that you do need to have of at least a few of the outside things tie in with the core cult focus of the campaign yes. doesn't need to be all of them doesn't need to be all of them but needs to be a few of them yes i mean the one of the things like i don't mind if the campaign goes a little bit longer because they decide to change their objective because they discover oh god like well you're the one that wants to you that wants to put these up as actual plays so yeah exactly but it could all right uh, we'll see how that is more editing for you that man. is that's true that is true um but that's fine I think I am running out of time for doing this, but yep. I think that is good. Um, yeah, no, I think you definitely got enough to work with here, and I am definitely interested in seeing how the first session of this goes. I'm going to have to re-listen to this, our conversation, look over my notes, and do some like loan scheming uh, before that happens. You're going to need to spend some time tenting your fingers. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's, that's fun. Um, all right. That our listeners have a pretty good idea of where I'm going with this now. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see where things go from here, listeners. Stay tuned. And i don't have anything further pithy to say i'll figure uh, it out later that's what i usually do i never can think of good man. endings for these all glory to the morse men stay tuned listeners Looking for something? How about Mainland Buttersoft? Rural butter that spreads cold. Thanks. What about Colby Natural Cheese Slices? They'll help you grow up big and strong. <laughs> I was thinking tacos. Ah, delicious Mainland Tasty. Grated. Thanks. Weird. Mainland. Your friend in the fridge.